Hello, you are very welcome to the very first Publicans Media podcast with Lewis, Johnny, Lewis and Johnny. Lewis and Johnny, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can start that again if we want. No, no, keep going. All right. It's fine. Um, yeah, so the, the main idea behind this podcast that we want to do, first of all, we want to have a bit of crack and it's an excuse for us to go try a few new places and see what the vibes are like in different places but it's I, I always knew that all these years of heavy drinking nights <laughs> would would come to use eventually yeah I think like every Friday night we used to go to the same two or three spots yeah. right and it was really difficult to get the men of South Dublin to, to, to not go to Smith's or you know Searson's or all these kind of like typically you know schoolboy pubs that you knew from guys from college and from and we just thought to ourselves we actually know nothing mm. about what what kind of great pubs are out there bar the ones that we kind of fall into at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night like you know so we said to ourselves what we would love to do is review every single pub in Dublin mm. and but that's just the start I, I thought this was a very reasonable task and then I went off and I talked to um my family and my dad who's from Kinsale was like sure there's 30 pubs in my local town of 5,000 people how are you going to do all of Dublin so we got a we were like we thought there'd be like what like 50, 100 because you don't really think about it no it but never crossed your it mind it never crossed your mind how many pubs there are they're just infinite they're, just, they're there they're there and anyway we looked it up and there's about 800 pubs in Dublin city mm. city of a million city okay like the initials the, within the actual city boundaries I think there's about half a million people there's a million people with all the urban area and all that kind of stuff but like that's a lot of pubs like a thousand pubs that's that's a pub for every thousand people like mm. basically yeah i mean like that's that's pretty insane but anyway it's meeting the demand anyway it's meeting the demand and our idea is we're going to review each pub and give it a rating out of 10 with decimal points of course because yeah. nobody likes a solid number no and the thing is though um i think when we initially started out we wanted to look at specific things and rate it under those categories but we realised that it's all about the experience that we have in there and we do relate it to those categories. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to like pick a specific category that's un- that you can't really relate to certain pubs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, you can't go to an old man's pub and be like, ah, the vibe wasn't great. Like there were no young ones walking around. Like, <laughs> do you know, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do think what we're trying to do is make sure that we're fair and we review a pub based on what it's trying to be. But then at the same time, we do have to have these overarching considerations of like, if somebody was to come to Dublin, would you send them there? Mm. Like, you know, an old man's pub in a suburb of Dublin, you know, it could be getting a 10 out of 10 for what it wants to be, but it's not going to get a 10 out of 10. It's going to get a six and a half, a seven, because yeah. it, it doesn't have that extra factor because it never tried to have that extra factor. So I think that's an important consideration. We are trying to judge pubs on what they're trying to be, but at the same time, we'll be harsh if we feel it's not up to scratch. And and, and it is very subjective. And I know people are going to have a problem. And we're going to make a lot of enemies on this podcast. Mm. And we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't really care. I think on, uh, the, on the grand <laughs> scheme of things, this podcast should appeal to people coming to Dublin more so than people who are already living in Dublin. 
Yeah. Because when you go to a new city, you're thinking, okay, I need to find a good spot to go. You know, if you're with a group of friends or just with your family even. And the beauty of this podcast is that, yes, it's very subjective, but they will get a feel for what the place is and it might take, tickle their fancy, but it won't tickle ours or vice versa. Yeah, I think so too. And I also think it's worth, you know, there's there's an element of Dublin is its pubs. You know, when you go to Paris, you know, there's that sort of cafe culture or, you know, in Italy, it's the same sort of with their sort of, their, 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 whether it's their butchers or their walk-in cafes or it's the, the shot of espresso off the counter that they have in the morning. You know, Dublin is like that with pubs. It's not necessarily to do with the beer. It's more to do with the feeling and the scene mm. and the crack that you might have in a pub or the small, deep conversation that you might have in a pub. And I feel like what we're trying to do is bottle that for somebody that would be coming into Dublin from America or coming into Dublin from England or coming into Dublin from France and try to give them a good idea of what pubs best encapsulate that in the city. Mm. And then for Irish audiences, I think we'd all just... It's all we'd, about- we'd all gain a bit from sitting back and looking at actually all these great premises, like all these great locations that we have on our doorstep. And it's not limited to Dublin. Like we're, 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 we will eventually go outside as well. But, you know, to, to begin with, you know, we're all we're all broke so <laughs> we don't want to travel too far I think I think um, the best way to put it is we're, we're trying to spread the love yeah in terms of what pubs you go to now it's no fun if we give everyone a nice review so yeah. if we think it's a bit of a dog shit pub we're gonna go after you <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah. um, but uh, we're, we're being realistic we're though. being realistic you know again it is going to be subjective and say you're a dog shit pup and that's what you want, set out to be maybe that's a bit of a tourist attraction itself and you might get extra points for that mm. you know and mm. so anyway what we're going to do anyway is start off with the first pub and we decided on this because we came up with this idea to pub ourselves we were what pub were we in when we came up with this O'Neill's was it when, when we yeah was, I think it was O'Neill's on Pierce where when we first came up with the pub idea and we went up to a guy and we were like you know what the best way to start off reviewing the pubs we, we'll just go up to a random person mm. uh, up at the counter and we'll be like listen well, give us a good pub to go to and he was just basically like oh well there's this cantankerous fucker who, who works behind the O'Gara's pub in Stony Batter and you should go there and I was thinking yeah, we we just thought initially great content. Like, yeah, we were like, that's great. Let's yeah. go there. Yeah. So we anyway we went over there um, last night, and that that was our first one. And then the second one we kind of decided on. Oh, I don't know how, how did we just, decide on. We just were like, oh yeah, that that's a pub. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it turned out to be kind of a famous one as well. Like it's Mulligans. And we just picked that one by chance. But, you know, Dublin's full of famous pubs. Yeah. Um, but we'll explain a little bit about Mulligan's later on, just yeah. in the, sort of its pedigree. We, we probably didn't appreciate it when we picked it as much. To start off, anyway, uh, Tommy O'Gara's <laughs> of Stony Batter. Yeah. Um, so I walked across the city to get to this place. Um, and it turns out Stony Batter is isn't as close as you think it's gonna be do you know what I mean like you forget it is there's much well, more it's a village vibe to it it's not you don't feel like you're in the city centre when you're there no like you, you don't but you're you are coming from kind of the the polar opposite end of 
the inner city. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah, so it yeah. It was a bit of a track for you. Yeah, like, so I was coming from... Um, I was coming from Cable Street, so it wasn't that Yeah, bad. like, I was coming from Baggett Street. So we were, yeah, it wasn't as bad for you, but mm. I was walking for ages to get there. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know... The anxiety is real. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Crossing that Liffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, once we got up to Sony Bader, absolutely gorgeous village. Um, really, really nice spot. And there's some lovely pubs there, like the Glimmer Man as well. They were all along there that looked like actually a bit of crack. Um, not that Tommy O'Gara's wasn't. Um, but anyway, we'll, we met up in Tommy O'Gara's. We made it there around... And I think time's always important. We went there for about six o'clock. So yeah. it was pre probably what would be the rush coming in from work. Mm. I always think that's a good time to check it out sometimes because you get a real feel for the pub culture. Yeah. So here comes a regular. The replacement's a great song. Um, but, you know, you do get a lot of the regulars. Um, so we went in anyway. Uh, Lewis was there before me I, I was sinking into a lovely Guinness so in fairness now to them they do a good Guinness and it's funny um, you know everyone always slags me about when I'm having a Guinness but I always do a smiley face in the top of the Guinness before I drink it it's like a good luck charm it's that. like a ritual kind of and the, the reason I do it probably because of my dad but I, I just got into the habit of doing it for every Guinness because it's like a, a ritual now and it just, yeah. like, this is going to be... It, it also tests the Guinness to see if it's good. If it draws a good smiley face, you know it's a good Guinness. There you go, guys. Yeah. Here's a trick for you've, you. You've heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I just ordered a Heineken. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just standard lager, you know, let's not feck around here. Like, yeah. you know. But uh, um, in the meantime, while I was waiting for you, I managed to chat to the bartender... Mm. had a look around there was, there was horse racing on the telly I think the, the bartender actually won one of the races and it was 66 to 1 so he was buzzing <laughs> so that definitely plays into what I'm about to talk about next because remember your man who we met last week said cantankerous cunt yeah, behind yeah. There, but he actually was sound I he know was really nice but that's maybe he won a good bit of money on that horse <laughs> you know I came you know it, it just goes to show with bias like I came into the pub and you were sitting down there and I was like oh fuck I'm to deal with this guy now and oh, I was yeah. there with, I was there with my mask on like fully kitted out and there was no way I was going to get called out for something silly do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I had my my search was pretty much beaming from my phone as he came towards me like and he was like um, oh yeah can I help you out mm. oh yeah do you have to search that? that's grand yeah absolutely and sat me down in the in the corner next year and then got me my point within like seconds yeah. I, I was thinking to myself oof you know you're already winning points so that goes back to bias a little bit sometimes okay bias can let you down because if you have if you're coming in with preconceived notions about a person which I've been on the brunt end so many times of that um, you know it's terrible you know you, you know like if, if you come in with it or they come in with you you, you know you, you could end up not being friends with somebody instantly because of who they think you are yeah um, but with this, with this guy anyway it kind of worked the other way in that hit the preconceived notion was so bad that he ended up being good yeah. so then it lifted the whole idea of the pub the next day even though he was probably just being a normal person like you know yeah. he just wasn't being Darth Vader you know what yeah. I mean like but we might as well just go through the aesthetic you walk in and it's a very spacious pub very spacious there's a lot of space there and you can tell it's been around for a while. It's not quite like a Victorian sort of pub. I, I would call it a parish pub. Yeah. A parish pub that they've... 
with plenty of space and plenty of seats. Um, you you did say that it reminds you a good bit of Darkie, didn't you? It did, yeah. It did remind me of kind of like a couple of pubs down there, places like the club and stuff, where just sort of a, a, a kind of collective mix of young individuals, young people yeah. having points with their lads after college, and then old men who've been going there their whole life so it was kind of like a lovely sort of local vibe to it mm. having said that like I wouldn't be shouting about it do you know what I mean it, no. like the crack wasn't but it, it wasn't at 90 and it probably wasn't at 50 either do you know what I mean so it might have been there 90 yeah yeah but, but it was nice to see that sort of old Irish sort of vibe going on in Dublin City which you rarely see and it wasn't like the old Irish trad thing that like we try to sell ourselves that's that's a weird thing i want to get to that can i do you mind if i just slip in with that right i think sometimes the temple bar thing is one thing where we set we package this patty irish thing and we sell it off to the americans but Mm. i do think we sometimes sell this weird trad irish culture to ourselves almost to like remind ourselves that we're irish do you know and like there's a couple of pubs that are considered absolutely like you know you know God placed them there to preserve Irish culture do you know what I mean and you know the ones I'm talking about like the brazen head yeah or like not even no like like the cobblestone which is going now which is sad I'm not not putting down the cobblestone cobblestone is an unbelievable pub but I'm just saying sometimes I feel like some of these pubs there's a weird cultural thing where like they're forcing it a little bit and it's almost like they're being a temple bar for Ireland do you know what I mean? Like, like it's, yeah. it's it's like whereas with this thing, when you start to see all the GAA photos up on the pitch, and you see, you see the old men talking about how their wife, who's probably like seventy five, you know, was given out to her. Like Maureen was given out to me about that. You know, it's then funny you, that you say Maureen because Maureen would have to fry on the next one. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but but there was something. Um, organically Irish about that there was a parish feel mm. to the big loungy pub and nothing was forced nobody had to pull out a banjo down the corner for us to all think it was an Irish pub you know Yeah. so I liked that now there were a couple of aesthetic features do you want to tell them about the table oh well yeah Johnny had a bit of a nightmare with the table <laughs> so the ta- it was, we were sitting at a high top but on the high top we had it was an extension basically so f- when you clear your glass you throw your glasses up there to be cleared yeah and um, like it, it kind of encroaches on your space so when you try to lift your pint you're, you're, you're clashing it off that and quite quite violently like is yeah, that because yeah, not, your natural swing is like to just sort of lift it, and if you if you if you've coordination issues like me, I like I, I was lifting up the pint, and it was just bashing it, and it would give. I like you can see Lewis's face is like Johnny, like that's the fourth time this has happened in like fifty minutes. But like what I was actually thinking was, if I had been five pints deep doing, I would have broke a glass that yeah, night. 100%, yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean, yeah. and so there's that they, I actually initially loved it when I sat down it quickly became apparent that this is an awkward feature in the table like, you know? and it's no wonder that they aren't they don't exist in other yeah. pubs around the place anymore because they are a nuisance yeah you know especially for that kind of pub you know you'd expect it in a busy pub when you have a good few people around the table you want to clear the glasses 
Like, yeah. Space, I, I do think, is... though, we were there at a quieter time, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't look like it was going to take off in the I, next hour. See, I, I, I don't know. I don't it's that, hard to tell with a pub. I like, don't see that place ever being 90% capacity, though, really. As in, regardless uh, of any restrictions or whatever. But like, I'd say match day now would be getting there, day, particularly yeah. with Crow Park not too far. Like it's Croke Park from nah, yeah, up the canal. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it's still So it's forty fifty money in the walk. Yeah, yeah. But you can see it happening. Perfectly yeah. for a Dublin game, like Yeah. yeah. But um on another note then just going back to how local the pub is, you know sitting in there as non-locals you were getting a few not filthies now but like you were just getting a few inquisitive eyes to see who are these lads here yeah. what are they doing you know there was a bit of that and there was a guy actually we might take a quick break there uh, and I'll explain my another theory I have about black caps <laughs> so before we cut off there we were talking about dodginess within pubs no pub no pub is excused from this there's always a level of if you're not a local and you walk in and you're just sitting down having a few pints as if you were a local then you're going to run into a couple of eyes you know and it's not no one's going to walk up to you and be like fuck off but you do get a level of eye fuck that goes on you know Mm. particularly it's just part of Irish culture it's a suspicion sort of thing that goes on with us you'll get it even passed down into other like if you go to London you go to an Irish pub or you go to Boston or New York you'll get the same thing in Irish neighbourhoods it's just this sort of like who the fuck is that person Mm. I've never seen them before yeah. So there's a bit of that going on in Stony Batter in Ogars <laughs> and we sat down Just a wee bit Yeah yeah and there was a lad with a black cap who was particularly doing it and I have a thing about black caps because I always think black caps and like black leather sort of jackets and shit like and you know black polo it's sort of stereotypical kind of rawhead terrorist group sort of dudes in Irish co- it is I hate to say it it is I'm not saying this man was in the IRA I'm just no, saying yeah. but when you had said that to me last night it was I had no idea and it makes sense after you did say it you know like yeah it, it just, does <laughs> you start to ask questions your eyebrows start to raise a little and then, bit then everything else that was going on becomes it yeah so yeah. you so he walked past he walked out I think, yeah. stared the had a, like stared the like I shitted me to hell now I do have and this is just like I might as well say it I wear these sort of rainbow shoes um I'm not gay now, but but they are sort of like you know they're the they're all the you know the gay flag colors on my shoes, but it's just you know I like the shoes. Mm. That that's why they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, like I'm liberal. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so maybe it was a bit of that, like a bit of oh what a fucking homo, but but I don't think it was. I excuse think it was me, just excuse me, sir. I voted well. Yeah, excuse me, sir. I voted. I think it was more to do with the fact that. Uh, he was like just who the hell are these lads yeah, you know, that, yeah 100% yeah. That, that I don't I'm it. not accusing him of homophobia that would be you know wrong yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so he 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 the leather blackout and can you imagine again we're kind of being ironic in a weird way here because we're placing an entire profile of our character based on <laughs> what one, he was one one, one accessory one, of one accessory of yeah. clothing like there you go this is Ireland <laughs> like you know yeah 
Um, but yeah, we get, we're getting kind of dirty from him. He walked off anyway. But Lewis, you spotted something as well, oh. which was, is even more dodgy. There's nothing I love more than actually people watching. It's one of my most favourite hobbies in the world. And when I'm sitting in the pub like it. that, yeah. and you, the interesting characters that you can see in there, you just start coming up with stories of their lives yeah. just in your head. Yeah. You know? But you don't need to tell yourself a story because they're telling the story in themselves. Like th- there was a group of three owl lads, maybe 70, 80, sitting beside yeah. us, drinking a few pints. And you had noticed a few things that like, one guy was doing most of the talking and then he only stick, stuck around for four or five pints and then he went off and then the lads were giving out about him. Yeah, what, yeah, like what I thought was really interesting about these three old lads was that the same dynamics that I have maybe with a few of my mates still existed with them at the age of seven. You know they all went to school with each other, yeah, like, you know, yeah. or went to college together or whatever or worked together at a young age <laughs> because it, it was the exact same thing, right? They... There was one lad who had finished his drink and had not gone up for another. And the two lads ordered two full pints. And they were like, Tom, you're not having another one now. Like, I go on. Ah, you will, you will. <laughs> and the lad who wasn't having another one was a bit more clean cut, like had glasses, like like really nice trousers on. He's like, oh no, I have to go back to more. And you know, he's the guy who never had another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he was always the lad who left after four. But the missus is on the blower too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. get the fuck home. Yeah. You're too old to be out there. You're yeah. too young to be out there. You're too fucking yeah. old to be out there. Never it doesn't, changes. it never changes yeah. just different details and in, yeah. in the complaint so what i had noticed yeah then, this is interesting so and we were in the middle of a story you were you were we were chatting away but i i just saw in the corner of my eye these th- there was only two of them left now at this stage and they were tidying up with the with the bartender paying whatever for the pints paid paid cash great cash is yeah. king yeah now when Trad. yeah they, they got up and they were about to leave and the quiet guy pulled out a brown envelope from his back pocket and it was sealed by the way so he started he got a pen started opening it and I thought he was pulling out more cash maybe to give a tip or something yeah that's what I would have thought some sort of like stash he keeps for his grandkids when they come over and he hand them all a tenner like yeah yeah, something like that but what comes out of it is a check and now I didn't pay any more attention to it but what I did see was he, he placed it down on the table and started to fill it out. And that's the last I saw of it now because we, we were kind of involved in the conversation. But you just start to wonder what is going on. <laughs> Who's he giving that check to at this hour of the day? You know? Yeah, before the rush hour. Yeah. Is he... You just wouldn't know what the arrangement is. It could be well, something. Like, it could be something, something totally innocent, like yeah. the pub is struggling or something, and he he's been pulled in. But yeah. maybe not. <laughs> maybe after, it's not. Any- after after a good few pints as well. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It was strange. But then another thing that happened, and this is just paying att- way too much attention to what's going on around me. <laughs> hey, I love it. Yeah. So there was another old fella, a good bit older. Um, he had a uh, um a walking. Walking frame, and to be fair, he was coughing a good bit, and like he didn't seem. He's on best. his way out. Like yeah, it just didn't seem in the best way. But uh, he was he was sitting down, ha- having his pints anyway, enjoying listening to other people's chats, which is an interesting thing because I think older people enjoy that. They do. Yeah, they do. 100%. It reminds them of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I totally get that. I to- just being around people who are bothering to engage with you. 
or being around people who are engaging with each other. That's a good, it's a good substitute for not having someone to talk to, mm. being able to listen to other people talking because it means you're still alive. Do you know, that Smith song, you know, um, uh, there's a light that never goes out. The opening line of that song is, um, take me out tonight where there's people and there's dancing and they're young and alive or whatever. I can't remember what the official, but it's like that feeling of anxiety of not being around. It never leaves you. Mm. Whether you're 14 and you want to go to Wes Disco mm. or you're an old man and you want to go to Tommy O'Gara's pub so you can listen to other old men talk. It's, you know, It's all primal instincts though. Yeah, it? yeah. It's, we all need social yeah, yeah. interaction. This will make Ireland great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I think towards the end, this guy was getting a little bit too much social interaction. <laughs> so the, the, when we walked in initially, there was only one bartender working. And mm-hmm. maybe half an hour before we left, uh, there was a young lady that had started her shift. And this guy with the walking frame, he, I just saw this out of nowhere, right? She went over to him, I thought maybe he was ordering another pint getting, or whatever. Is it a bit dirty? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> t- t- take, take from it what you will. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he obviously asked her to put in eye drops for him. And now this shows how much of a local he is because... <laughs> you wouldn't just randomly ask him. I don't be, think so, but I mean, because I, he was so old, she would just say yes no matter what. Yeah, I but, mean, like, if I was a young lad working in a pub, you know, and somebody asked me to put their eye drops, I'd be fucking freaking out. I'd be like, what? Yeah. Uh, this is awkward. <laughs> anyway, some, yeah. Somebody who's maybe 85. And you've done it before, yeah. Yeah, you just... You kind of... <laughs> feel for them and you would say yes anyway yeah, there's no way you'd say no yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but I mean <laughs> was she thinking oh I'll get a good tip out of this or was she just doing it for the goodness of her heart like, <laughs> yeah and did he do anything else with that no that was it I mean the, the, the eye drops were put in and then she kind of walked away but she like wiped her hands on her trousers kind of like in a oh I just need to clean myself a little bit <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's just taking... <laughs> that is, though. It is funny with old people, young people. Like, it's like, oh, fucking... I have to wipe myself down now. I'm like, it's just... <laughs> I'm like, what? what like, what? You, he's just a human being like know, you. Yeah, yeah you, you shit and piss the exact same way. You know? yeah. The only difference is his skin is more wrinkly than yours. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, you know... Yeah. There's always a bad connotation, though, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's different if it's a you know an elderly person who hasn't been able to look after themselves properly and maybe they haven't washed or whatever. But yeah, but I mean, if he's out for pints, if he's out for pints and he's and he was looking quite dapper, you know, yeah, he was, it, he was well dressed. Yeah, I'm like, well-dressed. so there's nothing wrong with him. So, love, don't wipe yourself down after you yeah, give him my jobs. <laughs> maybe I took, I like, I looked at it on a very micro scale. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. He's clean. Terrible. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, he also was coughing his lung up, so he never yeah, know. Yeah, he's not well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you can go out and enjoy a couple of pints, then fair dues. I think know. if you ask any Irishman what they would like to do in their last night, you know, probably go out for a few pints. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say, ask a, a nice young lady to put in eye drops for them. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I think we've kind of discussed what what um, what Tommy O'Gara's was like, and yeah. I think it, we've sort of. I hope we give you a great little parish local. Um, would I call it a Dublin classic? No, uh, not not a Dublin classic, but it does have that homely vibe where they care about yeah, the, like the GAA, I, which you I, were talking about earlier on. Yeah, I think like if you're looking for an 
an authentic sort of local experience that 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 you're kind of gonna you're gonna buzz off of being kind of around Irish people at a place that they would go to or Dublin people where they would actually go to after work or after school or after college for a couple of points with their mates and you want it to be really really like authentic then okay yeah it's a good little parish local to go mm. to if you're looking for the crack I wouldn't be like selling it you know like there's a couple of things I would love to see what it's like on match day that's one thing yeah I'd say, I'd say it'd be interesting there's also what you were talking about before in terms of the it's like a kind of corner couch area where you said a bunch of college lads sitting down there talking about their day or talking about you know yeah. their relationships or whatever getting it all out there in that snug corner that is what that section of the pub is and on a larger scale probably what the whole pub is really I'm not going to be telling people to to trek across the city to go to this pub no if you're there if you're in Stony Batter, it's a lovely little spot to pop into for a pint. And with that, I'm going to just get to the number. I'm giving it a 6-3. Yeah, uh, okay. I um, 6-3 was probably quite high in my mind. Mm. Um, I would probably go for a, a 5.9. So we're meeting at around... 6.1. Six one. Did you give yeah. six point three? Yeah. 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 So six point one. Six one for O'Gara's yeah. uh, in Stony Batter, a lovely little local pub, pub uh, in a small village in Dublin City. And if you're passing through that village, definitely pop in for a pint. Yeah. The, right. Mean, the, the staff are lovely, so we have lovely. to give them that. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Not no rudeness, no nothing. Yeah. So we'll we'll cut there and then we'll move on to our next pub. Mulligans. Right after the break. So. After discussing quite in depth as well, uh, Tommy O'Gara's, we're going to move on to Mulligans now. Mulligans, yeah. Um, now, I suppose what we should point out about Mulligans is that we were kind of caught for what pub we were going to pick second because we did want to go back towards that end of the city. We, we, we do want to accomplish kind of a north side, south side yeah, aspect we, to the podcast every week. So that takes a bit of time and generally we kind of know some of the south side pubs around that area. And mm. Lewis lives in Glasnevin, obviously, but I live in kind of around Baggett Street. So mm. we're trying to like keep it kind of... I, sorry, I, I just remembered actually, because uh, I was going to discuss the walk that we had from Tommy O'Gara's to Mulligan's. Now... It's quite a distance. It it took us what half an hour, forty minutes to actually walk there. At least, yeah. yeah. It was definitely it was definitely a half an hour. But close we, to forty five, I'd say, yeah. We were on a good buzz now. We, how many points did we have in Tommy O'Gara's? We only had two, two, but it yeah. was enough to get us yeah. sort of the cold air hit us and yeah. then we were just sort of like, Ooh So we, we walked down towards the Liffey, walked along the Liffey, and we passed by that nightclub or dish goal called Index. Now it's a lot of people are talking about it recently, but we're not going to discuss it now anyway. So we were walking by and there was a large group of people waiting outside, queuing to get in, basically. It hadn't opened yet. And we walked by them. There was a kind of a, a mix of ages, kind of a, an eclectic mix of ages. There was some young people there, some kind of mid-30s people there just queuing to get inside. But we passed by them and some guy 
like we were chatting away, some random guy stopped us on the street <laughs> or on the path. He said, sorry, do you know where Index is? And he was, he seemed fairly on it now. Uh, he was, his eyes were, were flying past me into the sky. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. they were just. They weren't the only things that were flying that night. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he, and I kind of turned around and I was like, I'd say it's probably where all those people are queuing and <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but like, do we look like we're going to index? You know, I'm coming from work. We're both coming from work. <laughs> you the fucking backpack. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stuff full of drugs. Like, do you want to buy something? Yeah. yeah. I, there was a bit of that. Maybe, was it that? Maybe. Like, yeah. Know. Maybe that was it. But like, we don't look like the type, or at least I hope we don't. Sure, they never do. Like, yeah. <laughs> By the way, if anyone's looking to buy something, <laughs> get in touch. <laughs> if anyone's looking for pills, oh wait, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so we had our journey. We had a good chat. We, I think we were we were discussing our review about Tommy O'Gara's on the yeah. way, and then we arrived at Mulligans. We were we were we were sort of that was a good walk. We were halfway to solving world hunger, but it's on the way to Mulligans. Like I, we were, I was almost tempted to stop in another place to to keep the buzz going because it like it was forty a minutes. We were, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, were yeah. Dying. We were like by the time, so yeah, we got to Mulligans anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and. I got a very bad, not not very bad, sorry, but I got a kind of a bad idea of the place just from the the bouncer. But it turned out that he was actually just a really honest person mm. and just like he's not going to give you any bullshit at all. Yeah. So we we were we walked in and he was like, "That's like I don't know, you might have to wait about five ten minutes for a table." It's it very busy as you can see, and. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can we backtrack as well? Yeah, okay, let's backtrack because that's not exactly what happened, right? What the, the exact thing that happened was <laughs> we walked in and I went up to him and I said, uh, what's the crack? Could we get a table for two? And he was like, oh, we're all out at the moment. And at this stage, Lewis had enough, turned around, was on his way home. I was like... That, that is not true. That is what happened. And then I was like... I was like, so how much time are we looking at here? He's like, ah, five minutes. I'm like, he was like, if you stand outside there, have a pint there. And I was like, and have a, so I went back to you. I said, well, we have a pint outside, right? Yeah. And, and then you were like, oh, what's the point? Like, and I'm like, he's saying it's going to be five, ten minutes. And, and then you were like, do you believe that? And I'm like, yes, I fucking <laughs> do. He goes, grand, yeah, get the points. I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. Anyway, you went to the... Lewis went to the bathroom and by the time I picked up the points paid for them the same guy absolute gent who'd been totally deadpan honest with us mm. was like actually does the thing there yeah, rob that there mm. uh, legend yeah, yeah, yeah I come back from the bathroom I, and, and I'm sitting down like but he, he he's like you're a mate in there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, the reason why I wanted to backtrack on that story was for another reason so when you walked in and you were chatting to your man a previous spark or a previous yeah, uh, flame yeah. had walked by. <laughs> Do you want to go through that? Or <laughs> yeah, uh, as in not talking detail about it, but we're talking about no. that, that scenario. We we want to kind of discuss these kind of things as well. You know, bumping into an ex or bumping into an old flame. Yeah, how yeah. do you react? What what's the emotion going through your head? When I was walking into the place. She was walking out with 
definitely a better looking man than me anyway so I was kind of going fuck this we're getting into this book <laughs> but yeah that's the amount of the detail um, thank you for bringing that up Lewis <laughs> I didn't even see your man walk out I was, I was see I didn't know that she was an yeah, she's good looking yeah she's good looking um, uh-huh. so I was kind of taken aback but um, yeah so th- that kind of situation where you bump into an ex or bump into an old flame I do hate it but when you're out, it's not so bad. But when you're when you're sober, I hate to say it, but it it is shocking and it's shockingly awkward. Can I can I drop in there a little bit? Do here's what it's all about, right? Let's let's break it down. When you run into an old flame, it could be an ex, it could be a person you slept with, doesn't really matter. Mm. All that's really going through your head is, are you better looking? <laughs> or is she better looking in that moment in the sense that do you look good does she look good and if she looks good do you look like as if you've at least maintained how you look so that's that's all you're worried about who has more hashtag regrets yeah yeah exactly yeah. who has more hashtag regrets yeah yeah um, so that's the truth mm. um, I, I think that's always the thing now this one was only for a couple of months ago so it wasn't that intense when it's three years in the gap it's a lot more intense a lot more different calculations you know your, your Pythagoras like just you know I mean like you're mm. figuring out mm. who she with what you're doing who are you with what's your job what's her job all this fucking bullshit Irish yeah. and do you, do you reckon with age as well it, it, it does it does change so in this like, I think once people get to like 40 they kind of like Irish people like to think of themselves as quite cute but I think Irish people are at their least mature from the age of 25 to 40 I think they make so many judgments about each other. Least mature when they're turning. Yeah, I genuinely do. I think they make so many judgments. Like when you're sort of between eighteen. That's a bold statement. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When you're between like eighteen and twenty-four, I think people are just happy to be out of school or in college and pursuing all the things they want. And then like life hits them after college, and they actually have to get a job and they have to mm. do all these things. But then they become pernickety and judgy about small things, and they're not seeing the bigger picture like they did maybe when they were a bit younger. Mm. I think then when they get up towards 35, 40, you start to see that maturity kicking in again. The idea that you should spend time with somebody because they're nice or they're a good person or because they're good looking. Back to the aesthetic stuff. Like, you know, you need to be attracted to somebody because you you fancy them. You need to like their personality. You need to like how they look. But I think what happens in that 25 to 40 period is everybody gets so caught up in what everybody's trajectory is going to be that mm. it sort of gets muddled a little bit. Yeah. So you, could be, you could be dating some ugly guy, you know, but you think that's grand because, like, he's on the scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dribbling through my insecurities of walking past an old flame there. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, obviously, everyone's attracted to somebody who's good looking. Like, mm. that fades away pretty quick. Like, yeah, you know, looks, ev- looks don't last, I suppose. Yeah. I think more it's like, do they make you smile? And it doesn't have to be that they're funny or they're like this big bubbly personality. Sometimes it's the most awkward person it's in the just world. It's thing, yeah. 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 How yeah. did we get to this? We were supposed to be talking about mulligans. I know, yeah, but it was just a segment that I <laughs> you ate into. But it, it is important to talk about that as well because... No, I think it is, you, you know. know. I, yeah, it's hard. It's hard people to, go through that all, all the time. Yeah. They go through it all the time and they don't know how to react or what to do. Mm. and sometimes I'd always back to be honest like I'm an arrogant prick like I'd always back myself if I walked into an old flame ah yeah I know but sometimes 
the best way is to just kill them with kindness and like if you went over like say they were sitting down and you saw them and if you went over and said hi to them and said hope you keep them well and that's it and then you go back to do your own thing but sometimes it's just like your emotions are way more powerful than your mind and it just takes over and then you react a certain way and you you think back and you're like how or why did I react that way you kind of black out almost I mean depends on the depends how drunk you are when it happened I mean like I think I've been in situations where it's usually not somebody I've dated or got out with it's usually somebody who I just don't really like I think they're kind of a bit nasty or whatever mm. I might say something that's nasty which is ironic and uh, <laughs> um, I, I get that with them I don't necessarily I think when you've dated somebody I don't think when you run into them your first initial thing isn't to be rude or anything like that because you did like them for a reason you know what I mean mm-hmm. whereas if it's somebody that you never really liked but you sort of hung around because everyone else hung around them as well that's where it gets real dangerous after a few drinks I think because mm-hmm. it, it they're kind of inconsequential to your social group now mm. whereas they were before and you sort of maybe kept your mouth shut about stuff but then they might say one thing and she just flies off the handle then you know what I mean yeah you know mm. I think that's where it becomes a little bit more dangerous this is very deep we're supposed to be talking about Mulligan's pub oh yeah but we're also talking about dating scenes and you know relationships <laughs> I, I, and at that we'll just pause it just going into the uh, yeah if you want to yeah yeah, yeah. So, we did kind of go a little bit, uh, <laughs> yeah. a bit, but it, it's important to talk about those things. No, yeah. yeah. Look, listen, it's important to talk about deep stuff yeah. and and what makes you feel, why you like people, why you don't. Um, but I did feel like we probably should go back yeah. to the purpose of the podcast, yeah. which is to review the pubs of Dublin. Yeah. So, um, all in all, it was actually just the vibe in there. There's loads of people, loads of different age groups and different personalities in there you can just see that from the people sitting down like you walk in and it, there's sort of a an, kind of a, a rustic kind of chaotic feel about the pub it, 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 you know there's nooks and crannies it's not a, it's not at all a Victorian pub at all it's not an old parish pub like O'Gara's it, it's very much like you know higgledy piggledy you know, you could you, you could feel maybe like the Dubliners playing as you walked into it or something, but it's not a trap pub either. Like no. so, it's it, it it's just it, there's a lovely sort of eclectic feel to it when you're walking through Mulligans. I would have loved to see what it was like before COVID because I had never been in there before. I know you probably had been. I've been a couple of times before, yeah. and it's it's just electric. Like it's yeah. it's just everyone you, you, you turn one way you're talking to somebody who's from Kansas you turn another way you're talking to some Italian who's come to do her masters and then you turn another way and it's your professor like you know like you know, yeah. that's that's the kind of feel of Mulligans mm. and it also is like a weird historical like pedigrees like James Joyce used to hang out there and mm. and the, and Beckett and all these kind of guys you, you know had, you had pointed it out to me where we were sitting was, was kind of close was, where he apparently he, he used to he sit. He pointed out exactly where he used to sit and yeah. write. Was it Ulysses or no? He, he wrote a different... He wrote one of his... He, he was writing notes anyway towards his books there. I don't know if it was Ulysses. I think he wrote a lot of that in Trieste. But like... Mm. Um, but still, the fact that he was there... There, exactly making notes about like the greatest novelist of the 20th century. 
you know, used to make notes in this pub. Like, you can't beat that. That's mm. the most, like, and and this, I'm just putting this out there to, to all our international listeners. This is a pub you probably should go to. Mm, this 100%. is one that you probably should go into mm. um, because it's very significant to Dublin culture. It's very significant. And it's not that touristy. The locals still go there, you know. The academics go there. The civil servants go there. And you're, the locals go there. And yeah. you are smack bang in the middle of town as well yeah so, so you can get away from it if you want to like yeah, yeah. if you're not feeling the vibe go on somewhere else but mm. to, like for, we're, we're we've we've even said like we might go for Guinness there after this like yeah, do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. I, I, I and it just and this is we did the we did all these like a day or two ago mm. um, but Mulligan's yeah no it, it and I'm kind of annoyed because we did have to bounce on to meet other people yeah. straight away I would have liked to stay there for one or two more. Yeah. Because... To feel it out even. Yeah, it's just the... There was a level of warmth in that pub. Yeah. You know, and you see everyone sitting down, they're having their chats, and everyone's just having a good time. There's no trouble, there's no... No. There's nobody giving you weird looks or anything. It's it's a real warm vibe in there. Yeah, yeah. And then you... They have these lovely little kind of... In this higgledy-piggledy pub where you're sort of walking through, they've... a room down the back where there's like mirrors kind of over mantel pieces and there's not a lot of chairs or whatever I don't know if they've changed it because of COVID now but that's the way it is kind of when you can just walk around and that's like just everyone standing around in there but then in the old sort of left hand section of the pub there's these sort of like um, cut off you know snugs with, with these with these you know what, what are they called the oh, the, the kind of well the COVID barriers as well well the yeah the barriers but they existed before as well oh so they're yeah, like yeah, they're, yeah. they're like a way of separating the seats to make them snugs but they're like not really fancy snugs they're just a, a quick rust you know it's, it's rough and ready way of putting together sections that people can sit down in it's just really it's almost it's, it's old school like it's lovely like you it's know it's almost a an a partial separation not full separation because mm. like you you could still turn around and start chatting to the group next exactly year, and know? that's it's designed that way as yeah. well so that there's just this feel that you're all in there together but you're separated by maybe the fact that you don't know each other but you're in this room together and you're all drinking and it, you it gives you that option the spot where you said that James Joyce used to sit down and write yeah. there's like a big barrel yeah. right beside him or right beside that spot and I was kind of drawn to that I just love looking at it like this, this absolute scale of the thing is just incredible mm-hmm. you know just in the mix of everyone sitting down and it was really nice just big old barrel there yeah, yeah. just out of nowhere kind of yeah it's cool and it's a cool pub like it, 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 and it, it it's not that big yeah. yeah, but it's been around for, what, 300 years? 17? Initially, it was in the Liberties, and they moved it to, to that area in 1840s. Oh, okay. So it, it, the pub Mulligans has been around for 300 and something, mm. what is that, 380 years, and the, the location of this pub where it is now has been around since... Probably another 200 years now. What's 1840s now? Quick maths. <laughs> 180 years yeah, yeah yeah. so 180 years it's been in this location you know like the pub itself is older than America like so you know like you know, it doesn't get older than that like, yeah. like you know in terms of you know it's just 
it, it was there for all the discussions around the famine. It was there for all the, you know, the, the when the GAA was getting set up in the 18, what is it, 1880s or whatever. The whole Gaelic revival movement would have all come through there. All the people talking about all the things that they wanted to do with the country, all the way into our independence. You know, ministers coming down, talking about what policies they wanted to do. This pub has probably seen... Mm. Some of the big conversation, like some of the most important conversations or top, maybe not the conversation, but basically they'd have the conversation, then go for a pint after work. Some of the biggest decisions ever made in the history of the state have happened in these, mm. these little cubby holes in these pubs. And I think people don't really appreciate it that much in Dublin. I, I, I don't think Irish people really appreciate how much history, the, the, how much that pub has seen, you know what I mean? If anyone hasn't guessed already... Johnny is a big history buff. <laughs> it is great to have you here because I wouldn't have been no, in, but any like, se- in any sense of the word. But even a guy like James Joyce just wandering around mm. Mulligan's, mm. you know, taking no, notes that, for that a book. Hit me. That hit me. When yeah. Said that. And I was like, wow. And they probably thought he was a space kid at the time. Yeah. And he's referenced, actually, He, lo- he in there's a move, I don't know if it's in the, one of the most famous, it's considered one of the greatest pieces of English literature. Um, English language literature, the dead. It's a, it's a long, it's a very long short story by James Joyce. It's in Dubliners, but it, I don't, I'm not sure if, if it's in the actual short story. I know from the film it, it is referenced. Mulligan's pub is referenced as the pub where Freddie might have been because he shows up to the party because the dead is like basically a big long dinner party, mm. um, where. You have to read it. I'll just give it to you. Um, mm-hmm. But, but Freddie, who's kind of the the lovable drunk who shows up at the party, hammered, uh, said his his mother schools him, who's like an old woman because he's like forty five or something. Schools him, and he's like, "Where the fuck? We're like, where were you?" Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I was at a committee meeting, <laughs> and then and then and she's she just goes, "I I know it's in the film. I not I I'm I'm pretty sure." It, there's something referenced to in the, in the I don't know if it's in the actual story but in the film it's a great film as well great adaption of the story and it's, and uh, she goes she goes a committee meeting and she goes it, in Mulligan's pub <laughs> but like to have that kind of yeah, yeah but it's so funny because as time goes on things haven't changed like we still lie to our mothers mm. on that same scale do you know mm. oh yeah like we went for a pints at work but I was actually on the date or did you know yeah, yeah 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 you know I, I'll give you the story to read and then watch the films well the film's a fantastic film as well the mm. film is one of the best adaptions you'll get of a, of of any sort of lit, uh, book or mm. short story you know like it, it, it's a very good film so all in all I mean I love the place and that it's it's interesting because for you you've been to a lot of these places before and it's great because you've seen it before COVID you've seen it now after COVID I'm literally experiencing these places for the first time ever and it's it's interesting in that sense because of an open mind I'd like to think anyway yeah you know it's interesting going in there with an open mind and just seeing it for the first time and really taking it in and seeing what it is for what it actually is. Um, and I absolutely love the place. You know, the eclectic mix of people in there, the vibe of those same people, you know, just like the characteristics of the place with the, the big barrel, yeah. the, the bouncer, the people working there, 
just like a it's a very good vibe in there it's it's a it's a little piece of Dublin that yeah, I hope really I'll is. never leave yeah yeah yeah. so I, I would give it a, a, quite a high rating I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for an 8.5 oh I because it's so early in the podcast I'm gonna go 8.1 okay so we meet at 8.3 and I can't imagine we'll break that for a long time probably not no yeah. I mean it was a great pub uh, the only thing that was missing for me was music yeah but it didn't need it because you had the chatter of every group that's in there so mm. you're not going in there to listen to music and sometimes that can it can ruin a place yeah, you know, yeah. it depends also on the level that they're actually playing the music because that can overtake the conversation then as well for me because like I, I love listening to music and most people do mm. so sometimes I can I can get sidetracked from actually listening to a conversation to actually listen to the music and yeah it's like a left and right kind of stereo and mm. um, switch in my head exactly yeah so it was it was beautiful in that sense because you just have the raw idea of what the pub is it, it and I think that's a good way of putting it like it it, it is a raw pub it's mm. so raw like it, it, and, and it, there's you don't see them putting up you know buffalo heads up above that part yeah. <laughs> like, you know it just yeah. doesn't it's not gonna happen like yeah mm. it's exactly what it says on the tin mm. but you know you go into the pub the bouncer is very real with you mm. and you, you're getting a bit nervous because you think oh He's he's been a bit harsh, but no, he's, he's going he's, back. Like yeah, he's just being entirely honest with you. He's yeah, like, look, lads, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. you it's a Friday night. Like yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I was expecting him to say half an hour or something. We've been told that in numerous places recently, yeah. and he's like five ten minutes. Yeah, grand. We'll have a pint because yeah, yeah. this is definitely worth the wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I would say, and we'll probably put this stamp on some pubs in Dublin, um. I think with with mulligans, I'm just going to stamp a red. You know, if you can kind of visit envisage it, a red must for anybody who visits Dublin. Hundred percent. Um, simply because it's just so historical, and you know, so you know, as you're walking down and getting fleeced in Temple Bar, if you literally walk five minutes down the road, you will get a great pub in mulligans. Mm. That's the um, thing we we did discuss that as well at the time because. In O'Gara's, I took note of the the Guinness that I bought before you arrived. Mm. At the the price of it, at that is, and it was five twenty. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, so we did we did actually discuss this last night, mm. um, and you had gotten around, and it was it came now. So I drink Guinness, you drink Heineken. So a Guinness and a Heineken came out to I think it was like ten eighty in O'Gara's. Uh, a Guinness mm. and a Heineken in Mulligans came out to eleven seventy, I think, something like that. Mm. So it came out ninety cent higher for the round in Mulligans. Now I can kind of accept that, to be honest with you. you. You're paying for the experience as well. There's a central bar, you know. Yeah. And then you can walk around the and whole then area. Really, and then it expands it a bit. Just yeah. And there's a smoking area out again. See, yeah, I even missed that all Yeah, you well. missed the smoking area. So, like, every great Irish pub, every great Dublin pub is kind of like, 
it's a bit like uh, Mary Poppins's sort of bag, you know, how much shit is actually in that bag mm. when she starts pulling stuff out mm. is quite amazing, you know. Or that Harry Potter scene, you know, where they there's a whole house under within the tent. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. that's kinda yeah. that that's kinda what a Dublin pub is like sometimes, you mm. know. Um but uh at that though, we'll finish it up. So we've given we've given uh, O'Gara's what was a six one um good local parish pub. Um, if you're passing through Stony Batter definitely go to it lovely Guinness probably don't need to venture that far out for a good pub if you're coming to Dublin City but but if you're in that area in that area definitely pop in for Guinness and then a classic of the Dublin tradition um, Mulligans um, a must go to for any person coming to Dublin for for a pint of Guinness Mulligans pub um, and not the Mulligans and Hain one that's on Dame Lane the Mulligans over by what's the street they're on just over by can't remember the street but it's kind of closer to College Green um, closer down by that area mm. so just Mulligans pub that's all you need to know yeah. um, right. so we've really enjoyed discussing the two pubs and also that that little topic about meeting an old flame <laughs> um, that was kind of off, off the cuff and sorry to yeah bring, you totally bring that got up. me there <laughs> um, but yeah if anyone has any comments recommendations or recommendations for pubs or any sort of thing at all please do get in touch and we don't know exactly where we're going for our next two pubs but we hope to have you back listening next week and we're going to sign off there I think yeah, yeah. thanks for listening chat to you soon it's long a fall. <laughs>